This is the MLW Radio Network. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy, Blackheart, the head honcho off the Top Roast Podcast. If you love independent and professional wrestling and like all the juicy gossip of the wrestling industry, then look no further than here, OTTR Headquarters. You can catch us on Facebook, Twitch, and Facebook groups, and whatever that you get your podcast from with our, with our latest Last Week of Wrestling, After Darts, Under Boss's Hard Taste, and now a new upcoming trivia game show, Wrestling Every, coming soon. So if you like what you've seen, you love professional wrestling, you love independent wrestling, you love everything about wrestling just yourself, give us a tune. You know, you would not regret it. Blackheart out. Everyone knows a lot of things can change in the span of 10 years. But when it comes to professional wrestling podcasting, one thing is still guaranteed. The Shining Wizards is the only place to get all the latest wrestling news, interviews with the greatest guests, and of course, tons of laughs in discussing the world of wrestling. The show is still available on Monday nights at 7 p.m. East on RantDMRadio.com and Rant Entertainment Media on the TuneIn app. And it's still available on all podcasting platforms. To check us out, head over to ShiningWizards.com where it's still wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. My name is Thomas, and what's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah, yeah the mother, same mother and father. Your room was. Oh, we shared a room. Shared a room. For we right? shared a room. I thought I knew your face. Yeah, we go we? way back, mate. Yeah. yeah, we should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do. We do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The Broadcast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, yeah. Well, what do we do? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books, we're talking about professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW, and if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also check us out on Twitter, at The Broadcast. That's B-R-O. Okay, yeah, yeah. Hey, the ending. Hey, it's all right. Good on you. Yeah. Instagram also at the broadcast podcast. Remember, we don't spell it with a C. We spell it with a K. Sorry, mate. Take it easy. Welcome to another episode of the Freeland Five, brought to you by the MLW Radio Network and the Front Row Material brand for Thursday, April the 7th, 2022. Hope everybody's having a great Thursday. So many things that are happening in the world of wrestling today. The Freeland Five scours all the wrestling websites to find the top stories that are trending at this hour so we can bring you all of the latest news So let's go ahead and let's jump right into it right now. One of the big stories that is trending right now by Ryan Clark from E-Wrestling News is Shane McMahon's son comments on a possible WWE future. Declan McMahon, 18-year-old son of Shane McMahon, recently spoke with the Indie Star and commented on possibly getting into pro wrestling, growing up around the business, and so much more. It was reported also that Declan McMahon announced his commitment to play football for Indiana University. Declan currently plays quarterback at Poly Prep County 
Colony Day High School in Brooklyn, New York. Very interesting news here as far as wanting to get into the business. Well, on the possibility of signing in WWE at some point, Declan would go on to say, I've tried it in my house. I have two younger brothers. So we were just joking around. I'd pick them up and I'd throw them on the couch. I'm going in with the mindset that I'll cross that bridge when I get there. So right now, it's not the plan, but maybe down the road. Who knows? If I have to jump off the top cage like my father did, maybe that's what I'll have to do. His thoughts about growing up in the business, he says, and I quote, as a kid, it's been great because you get to look up to these guys like superheroes. Then you get to see them and you get to come home and you get to realize what it's like when they're banged up. Just being around everybody in the business. I think it's helped me build my character just as much as it's helped my maturity at such a young age. So, do you think another generation of McMahons will eventually get into wrestling? Who knows? But Declan McMahon right now is looking to play football at Indiana University in the Big Ten. So exciting for him. I'm sure his parents are thrilled right now, and we want to send our congratulations to Declan as well for making uh, such a huge monumental decision. All right, coming up now, Savannah Evans has signed a brand new multi-year contract with Impact Wrestling. Ryan Clark is also reporting at this hour. During a recent appearance on the Women's Wrestling Talk podcast, Savannah Evans confirmed that she signed a multi-year deal with Impact Wrestling. Now, Evans debuted with the company back in August of 21. Now, these are her comments on initially joining Impact last year. She would say, and I quote, I originally got a call from Tommy Dreamer in June or July of that year. We had been speaking with one another, and we've also been speaking with Caleb, who was also in Impact. He was also the one that helped bring me in. We got to send some videos. We got some information that was definitely needed. Well, all of a sudden, they asked me to start coming in and doing some stuff with Impact. Now, about the signing itself, I got a call maybe three weeks ago, and I worked out all the final details of the contract, and then I sent it back last week. My first major long-term contract with a company. It's really going to be big for me. The contract is here, and it's signed, and now I have to work harder than ever. Now, she was asked about what she enjoys most about Impact Wrestling. She would go on to say, and I quote, One thing I love about Impact is the locker room. Everyone is there. They each have their own role. Nobody is stepping on toes. We're all working to put out the best product with one goal in mind. I love the locker room. The goal and the plan for the company is really big for me. For example, the diversity of women on the roster is also big for me. None of us look the same. We all don't get confused for being another person. We all bring something unique to the table, something different, and that's something that I value as well. So very excited. Savannah Evans is going to be with Impact Wrestling long term now. What's your thoughts on this? I think it's a great signing for Impact Wrestling. I also feel like Impact Wrestling has done some great shows. And unfortunately, due to their lack of exposure with the TV network they're on, it just doesn't seem to come across as well as AEW, who's on TBS, part of the Turner family, and the WWE, which is on the USA Network, which is part of NBC Universal. But once again, great, great news here for Savannah Evans signing her multi-year contract with Impact Wrestling. All right, let's go ahead and let's talk about this. I found this to be quite interesting, but some others might not. Andrew Ravens is writing in at this hour from eWrestling News. WrestleMania stats have come out, and they show a significant decrease in the fan interest 
regarding Ronda Rousey. Now, Ronda Rousey came up short when she challenged Charlotte Flair for the WWE SmackDown Women's title at WrestleMania 38 on Saturday. After a referee bump, Rousey tapped out Flair with an armbar. However, when she went to get the referee, Flair hit her with a big boot and then got the win. Dave Meltzer spoke about fan interest from the show on the Wrestling Observer Radio today. Cody Rhodes garnered the most interest with Stone Cold Steve Austin coming in at number two. This would be a quote. As far as the show, complete interest in different levels in everything. Cody at one point was number one. Austin was number two. Romans was number four. And Rousey was not high, which is interesting because she had been so high in the past. So the bloom is off the rose when it comes to Ronda Rousey. Love to know what some of your thoughts are about Ronda. Do you feel like she has peaked as far as WWE interest with the fans are concerned? Maybe she has. Maybe they need to go ahead and do a different direction with her. But the stats and the numbers never lie. So, Rhonda, let's see what's next for you. All right, Ryan Clark also writing in at this hour. Myron Reed comments on taking inspiration from Tajiri. Now, MLW's middleweight champion Myron Reed recently spoke with Andrew Thompson following the MLW Intimidation Games event. Now, during the interview, Reed commented on his third run as MLW middleweight champion, taking inspiration from Tajiri and more. There's so many things that you can take away from other wrestlers in this business, but Tajiri is definitely one of them. Commented on his third run as MLW middleweight champion, and he said, and I quote, Man, I'm just happy that we're MLW and we're letting each other grow. I feel like this reign as world middleweight title was something new for me to learn even more, something new for me to evolve in. So I'm looking at this as a learning experience because when the time comes, the young goats are trying to spread their wings. Myron also commented on taking inspiration from Tajiri. He said, and I quote, man, I'm going to tell you a little something. If you see the pants that I've been wearing, go look at Tajiri's pants. And then look what I've got. There's a lot of inspiration there, bro. That was the match against Tajiri was something huge. It was a lot bigger than what I thought it probably should have felt like. It was big for me. It was a guy I got to watch on TV. I took inspiration from his pants. And like, yo, I go to step into the ring with that same guy I was watching as a kid growing up. It was so surreal. You can check out more of this interview with Myron Reed if you head on over to E-Wrestling News, article posted by Ryan Clark so interesting. Myron Reed is a great talent and I feel like his career is just now starting to take off and he deserves it more than anything. All right. Thomas Lawson is writing in at this hour. Story about AEW's William Regal. Let's go ahead and jump into that one. William Regal said that he's not quite sure what he's doing in AEW after 20 years working for WWE. Regal was released earlier this year from WWE after a lengthy in-ring career and then subsequent tenure as the NXT general manager. Speaking on AEW's un restricted podcast, Regal discussed finding his footing in the company. And I quote, I still don't know what I'm doing here. I'm like here and I can't believe this is working out. It's organic. It turned into this incredible opportunity, but I'm also 53. I'm also walking into a brand new company. I just came from another company and I'm trying to watch everything to see all of this young talent and my brain is going all over. But you don't have to do that anymore. That's not my job. I can just get help doing it. William Regal is an excited member of the AEW roster as Tony Khan revealed that he was all elite. Now, 
On TV, Regal is working as part of the Blackpool Combat Club, which has Brian Danielson and John Moxley. If you'd like to read more of this article, definitely go ahead and check out E-Wrestling News. Once again, Thomas Lawson is writing this article at this time. All right, moving on. So many news stories, so many things going on here. Andrew Ravens is writing at this hour, WWE names new general counsel and corporate secretary. Elizabeth Collins has been named WWE's general counsel and corporate secretary. She will report directly to Vince McMahon now. There was a release that was stated today saying what her new title is going to be. Now, Collins joined WWE from Caterpillar Inc., the publicly traded manufacturer where she served as the deputy general counsel. At Caterpillar, she led a global team of legal professionals providing commercial, regional, employment, governance, and other legal support. Following the time in the company's chief operating and compliance officer. In a quote, she says, I am thrilled to be joining this iconic company at such an exciting time in working with the team that helped implement the organization's strategy, Collins said. Elizabeth's experience providing counsel on a wide variety of legal and business matters will help WWE to execute the company's ambitious plans to continue to grow global revenue and drive shareholder value, said Vince McMahon. I would like to think that we are going to go in an even higher direction. She is going to be a great addition to WWE. If you'd like to go ahead and read more of this article, head on over to E-Wrestling News. Great article, once again, written by Andrew Ravens. All right, moving on. There are matches confirmed for Friday night's episode of WWE NXT Level Up. Yep, WWE has announced the three matches for this week's episode of NXT Level Up, which will air this Friday night after SmackDown on Peacock, and it was taped this past Tuesday before NXT 2.0. You can go ahead and you can check out all of the matches that are going to be happening for that as well. It is going to be exciting. Once again, don't miss it. It's going to be happening this Friday night. It's called NXT Level Up. So, Dynamite, it happened. What's your thoughts about Dynamite last night? Love to know what your thoughts were. Did you watch it live? Did you DVR it? Did you watch it today? You planning on watching it maybe this weekend? Love to know what your wrestling viewing experience is like. Now, I used to be a person who would always watch it live. And then I realized, you know, there's only so many hours in the day and there's really, really a high need to prioritize your time the older you get, whether you're with a significant other, children, job, just relaxation. Love to know, are you a DVR person or are you a watching live person? Hit me up on social media. I am at Mike, M-I-K-E. F-R-E-L-A-N-D. I would love to know what your thoughts on that are. Speaking of wrestling, let's go ahead and let's talk a little AEW Dynamite viewership for yesterday's show. Now, Wednesday night's episode of AEW Dynamite pulled 989,000, which is up from last week's. That was 979,000. They drew a .38 rating in the 18 to 49 demographic, which was the same as the previous week. AEW Dynamite ranked number two in the top 150 shows on cable for the night. Brandon Thurston of WrestleNomics reported those numbers. Once again, I've said this about 100,000 times, but I'll probably say it again. Are you a big metrics person? Some people absolutely love to watch the numbers. Do you also feel like it's WWE versus AEW? There's a lot of people who feel like wrestling fans have taken sides when it comes to this. Oh, who won or who didn't win? Love to know if you are one of those people. Are you pro WWE and only WWE? Are you pro AEW and only AEW? Love to know what your thoughts are. Hit me up on social media. I am at Mike, M-I-K-E-F-R-E-L-A-N-D. All right, more wrestling news at this hour. Wrestling Inc. Eric Mutter is reporting. WWE did not want Steve Austin to do one of his famous trades. 
trademarks at WrestleMania 38. But what was it? On the Pat McAfee show earlier this week, WWE announcer and occasional wrestler Pat McAfee talked about his experiences at WrestleMania 38. All of us, I believe all of us were, McAfee admitted. I just assumed it would be some sort of fight or whatever. I did know it was going to happen out there, but he was working on coming out in a different direction. Now, we're in a different era than we were back when he was in the WWE, but I got to watch this dude's entrance, entrance into an empty stadium or whatever, you know? Then, he goes right to it. He was beating both people down, flipping both fingers up straight in the air. Yep, just like he did the old time. He didn't do his whole thing because there were three producers over there that said, well, you can't do that anymore once we go live and the audience is here. You can't do that stuff anymore. He was like, all right, I'll just put both of my fists up. So then as I'm watching him, I'm wondering, is he going to keep his word? Is he going to keep the middle finger down? Like the middle finger from Steve Austin coming out at some point, it just had to. But the producers wanted him to keep it away. As cool as it was to see Steve Austin wrestle, Pat McAfee did admit he was not a big middle finger guy growing up watching wrestling during the Attitude Era. In fact, he was more of a crotch chop guy. In a quote, McAfee said, I wasn't a big middle finger guy. My brother was a big middle finger guy. I was more of a crotch chop guy. Heard all of the different stories from the DX to the invasion angles, all of that stuff, but that's the kind of person I was. Love to know what your thoughts are on this. WWE telling Steve Austin, hey, don't do the middle finger. Do you feel like that's it's just a part of who he is? Or do you think, no, at this time, we've moved on past that. Love to know what your thoughts are with that. All right, moving on. Ring of Honor Supercard. What were the buy rates on the pay-per-view and how many people were actually in attendance? Let's go ahead and let's take a look at this. Mark Middleton right now of Wrestling Inc. is writing. Last Friday night's Ring of Honor Supercard pay-per-view, which reportedly drew more than 20 thousand buys now that number includes streaming and traditional pay-per-view buys according to wrestling observer radio now this does not include ring of honors honor club streaming service that allows subscribers to view live events without paying additional money and there's no word on how many honor club viewers were part of that number it was also noted that this figure of more than twenty thousand is phenomenal for ring of honor considering the amount of time that they have been away from tv and the fact that they were also going to be on WrestleMania 38 weekend. Now, the main Supercard of Honor went up against WWE SmackDown, which was at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, while the final hour went head-to-head with Rampage and the WWE Hall of Fame ceremony. Furthermore, New Japan Pro Wrestling's Lone Star Shootout pay-per-view happened at 6. Impact Wrestling's Multiverse of Matches had a start time of 10 p.m. There were so many things going on. In night one of WrestleMania also had GCW Joey Janela's spring break, which began at 1 a.m. Supercard of Honor was the first Ring of Honor show under the new ownership of Tony Khan. The show was headlined by FTR defeating the Briscoes to win the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championship and Jonathan Gresham defeating Bandito to become the undisputed Ring of Honor World Champion. Samoa Joe also made his triumphant return to Ring of Honor and he made his surprise return on the show. Tony Khan noted that Ring of Honor drew more than 2,000 fans to the Curtis Caldwell Center in Garland, Texas for that night. Very interesting to see uh, what the numbers were when it came to Ring of Honor and to see that there is still very much a desire for people to say that Ring of Honor is their choice of brand. I like that. All right, let's go ahead and let's continue on with today's headlines. Danny Wolsenholm is writing in from Wrestling Inc. at this hour. Johnny Gorgano 
only to wrestle for maybe six more years. The first NXT Triple Crown champion opened up on his exit in December of 2021 and insisted that he still has a great relationship with the company, but wanted to branch out and do his own thing. In a quote, Gorgano said, I feel very content in leaving WWE. It was just a time period in my life where I was like, yeah, this chapter felt good, and it was also good to close it. I'll be able to do other things right now in my life other opportunities that present themselves. I wanted to walk away. I wanted to thank everyone, even though I didn't work within the company. I had no regrets. I literally went out there and spoke from the heart. Now, Gorgano also had mentioned um, that he would like to wrestle, but no more than about six years. Gorgano realizes that his family is growing right now and that obviously his priorities are going to go in different directions. If you'd like to read more of this article and subsequent interview with Johnny Gorgano, definitely go to Wrestling Inc. And Danny Wolfsonholm is writing in at this hour. Great, great article. Uh, once again, Danny Wolfson's house is writing in. Logan Paul reveals what Vince McMahon told him after his WrestleMania match. In an appearance on the MMA Hour, Logan Paul mentions how he felt in the post-match discussion he had with Vince McMahon and the potential return to WWE. Now, Paul teamed up with The Miz and defeated the father-son duo of Ray and Dominic Mysterio. However, after the match was over, the A-lister turned on Logan and planted him face-first into the canvas with a skull-crushing finale. Now, despite the storyline incident, Logan Paul received great response from the fans and critics alike for his performance, including praise from WWE Chairman Vince McMahon, who had a few words to say about his bout. Not yet. When asked if he's been offered a long-term deal, Logan Paul said, maybe they will. I don't know. I swear on this one. Vince McMahon, after my match, he was stoked. I go backstage. We shook hands. It was a good old stepdad thing. I felt like he's a good guy. He goes, trust me, your future is here. I was like, cool, sure. That's Vince McMahon. He's a legend, Paul said. He was very, very excited about my performance, and a new guy performing is so validating. If you'd like to read more about this, definitely head on over to Wrestling Inc. You can read the full story from Danny Wolfsonholm about Logan Paul and his interactions with Vince McMahon after his iconic WrestleMania match. Coming in with some more news, Danny is also writing in at this hour about AEW. Let's go ahead and let's talk about FTR. Calls anyone complaining about the size of AEW's roster a fool. So Danny's writing in at this hour that Cash Wheeler and Dax Hardwood FTR spoke with the Dallas News about the return of Ring of Honor and capturing the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championships on Friday, April the 1st at Supercard of Honor. Dax and Cash were questioned whether they felt AEW's roster has become overcrowded with the amount of talent currently contracted to the company with all the new signings, regular arrivals. Both, however, shot down the idea that the roster was becoming bloated. In a quote, I think that Tony Khan is trying to assemble the greatest roster in the world one of the greatest rosters maybe even possible. He wants to put together the greatest product he can, Dax explained. And anyone who complains about that, I say they are a fool because he's doing it. He spent a ton of money to bring back CM Punk. Do you think he did that for himself? Or do you think he did that for the enjoyment for the fans? He wanted the fans to be happy. I think it's the latter part. And on top of that, I'll say it. And I'm not worried about getting heat because nobody can kick my ass if any of the wrestlers are upset about all these other guys coming in. Well, then just step up. I want Khan to bring in great tag teams from all over the world because I want the competition. And I want to show him, referring to Khan, that I can show millions of people around the world. 
We say it with humility when we go out and use our bodies. There's nobody better than us. I hope Tony keeps bringing in more talent, hoping he brings in the greatest talent once again from all over around the world. I want to sit that talent down and say, watch us. We're better than you. So very interesting comments um, made by FTR. What are your thoughts on this? You big FTR fan? Do you feel like FTR is the best tag team in AEW right now? Do you feel like maybe they're the best tag team in wrestling, period? Hit me up on social media and let me know. I'd love to hear your thoughts. At Mike Freeland, M-I-K-E-F-R-E-L-A-N-D. All right, moving on. More news coming in at this hour. The betting odds are coming in right now for how long the title reign will be for Roman Reigns. Now, Matthew Collins is writing in this hour at Wrestling Inc. So many people are putting their money down. How long is Roman going to hold these championships? Now, the newly minted undisputed WWE Universal Champion Roman Reigns is nowhere near the end of his run with his title. That's how some online bookies are viewing the situation. Now, Bet Online released odds for Roman Reigns still being WWE Champion or Universal Champion at the end of 2022. Reigns is favored to still be holding a top singles title in WWE at the end of the year by a negative 150 or a two-thirds odds. His odds of not holding a top title in WWE are plus 110 or 11 out of 10. Roman Reigns unified the WWE Championship and the Universal Championship at WrestleMania 38 when he defeated Brock Lesnar in the main event of Night 2. Once again, if you would like to go ahead and read more of this article, Matthew Carlins is writing this at this hour from Wrestling Inc. Once again, with e-wrestling news and Wrestling Inc., I would definitely say support them. Follow their websites and go ahead and follow them on social media as well. Guys, that's going to do it for all of the big headlines that are happening right now on all of the major websites and on social media. If you'd like to have more information about wrestling, go ahead and follow me. I'll be releasing all the latest information on wrestling as it comes across the wire. That's going to do it. We will catch you next time on the Freeland Five. The Rule of M.